All right, people, we're here with Jason. Yeah. Jason Downer is an amazing gentleman that we're going to learn about. We're going to get in and we're going to figure out what makes this man tick. Because he's done some amazing things and I want to know why. And I know you want to know why. So Jason, big up yourself. Big up, big up, big up. Thank you very much for sitting with Good News Jamaica. Uh, thanks for Good News finding it fit to have me on their program. Oh no, man, you, you have, you got our attention. You got our attention with the things that you're, you've been doing. Well, I, I can't be missed easily. <laughs> <laughs> so, so there's that, right? Yeah. But I mean, all of that is full of love, I'm sure. Yeah, right, so right. so <clears throat> the first thing I want to talk about is the most obvious, Mogava. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. Tell me, what is, first of all, where you get the name from? Um, you know, it, it was over five years ago when I recognized in my mind that maybe the church is not as vocal on issues that are social okay. as I think they should be because I believe Christ was very interested um, in, in, in the injustices that the people face. Mm -hmm. and, so, and, and also abuse was high. Etc. And I, I, I spoke to a friend about it, and he wanted to go through a long route in getting lawyers and stuff. So I said, no, I want to start. I mm -hmm. want to start now. Mm -hmm. We can build as we go along. Right, right. And at first, you know, he and I, we worked out a name. Um, and hence, we got Mugawa, Men of God Against Violence and Abuse. Other persons tried, said, suggested that we take after Men of God. And I said, no. Because I say it wouldn't sell. It wouldn't hit, you know, because it's, it has to do with God. And I said, no. Because for, for, for in me, Jamaica, yeah. these people were saying that in Jamaica, I'm going to turn towards it yeah, more. Yeah, 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 no problem. In, in Jamaica, people were saying that this is Jamaica that has more churches per, per capita. Per yes. They said that take off, some people wouldn't take on to it. You know, let's call it um, something else, but not men of God. Okay, so let me get this right. Um, what you're talking about are just there's a small handful of people that would say this. Yeah, but a handful of persons in the church. These are these are Stop <laughs> these are these are persons who who are in the secular. These are persons, pastors, who say, "Boy, you know, change the name because maybe you'll be sidelined because of it." But no, and we ran with it and that's got significant mileage. I am so happy that you stuck with it. Yes. Because it is significant. It's, it's very important. It's I very mean, important. You are a man of God. Yes. You are a Jesus follower. Mm -hmm. Right? So, why deny? No, I think, I think they're, they're... I don't know. I, I think they believe that it being um, men of God would speak to just getting in spirit and people will... Um, shy away from it because you know I don't know. I mean, but but uh, but okay. So I'm gonna be you know. Uh -huh. Isn't it your deeds that you're checked on? Should be. Okay. Should be. Uh, but you know. Okay. What is men of God um, against violence and abuse? Mogava. Mogava. Uh -huh. What does what is it for? What what is, what is the outlook of Mogava? Well, it exists. It's an arm of Operation Save Jamaica. So we align ourselves with Operation Save Jamaica. Mm -hmm. They're the overarching body, right? Mm -hmm. um, we exist primarily to mobilize men to play their rightful role in society. 
Okay. Especially where fatherhood slash mentorship is concerned. Okay. As they pause. Stop. <laughs> stop. Yeah. You hear this, people? Very important. Vital. Where you're talking about, especially where fatherhood is concerned. Mm-hmm. Can we have a whole heap of daddy out there now? We have a whole heap of man that... We have a whole heap of donors. Donors. <laughs> Not downers. Donors. Right. donors. <laughs> <laughs> donors. Yes. But we don't have a lot of doers. No. Um, and you have taken on that mandate? Yes. So, so while we... Because we realize, our statistics will show the number one prediction yeah. um, of crime and violence is fatherlessness. Yeah. And fatherlessness, people need to know, does not necessarily mean that a child don't know who daddy is or that right. dad don't live in the home. Right. It means the absence of that quality relationship, right. which should be modeled as well. Especially with this generation of millennials. They, they, you know, growing up, if you fa- some persons, your father tells them, love you, you might be not so bad because you seem to provide for you and do right, those things. Right, right. But these, this generation, they want to hear you say, they want mm-hmm. to the hug, mm-hmm. the emotional attachment. Mm-hmm. And so that is important. And so while we have seen a rise in terms of, I believe, more men, maybe because they never have it, they, as, they have taken on this responsibility to say, I'm going to be there for my child. So there has been an increase. So, okay, because I, I wanted to ask that question. Has there been an increase? Yeah, man. Because I, I remember in the 80s, it was I mean, really bad. Um, that is weren't around, bro. Yeah, you know and it, 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 it has increased. However, there's still much more to be done. Mm-hmm. And so this whole saying that, you know, Jamaica have a serious fatherhood problem. Um, to some extent, it's true. Okay. But we need to highlight the positive that there are a lot of men who are really taking up their role and responsibility. And not for their own child, but mm-hmm. So this typical term, jacket. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of men with full suit. And right. you know, so the suit they get. <laughs> and they say, you know, I take care of that suit, yeah. Right. I carry the cleaners. Yes. I do what I need to do. Yeah, and step up. So that, that's on the rise. And, and we have to applaud those men for that. And also what I realize is that a lot of men who aren't being, playing their role right, mm. a lot of them don't know better. Mm. So when we approach them, I was say, boy, them now, nah, but the father, they should be. And we approach them, I will start to land blast them and I do all kind of thing. Mm. That's further pushing them away. That's true. As opposed to approaching them and say, listen, man, you know, what's your view of being a father? Mm. Many things say, boy, I'm not provide for him. Mm. But it's no longer just being a provider and protector. It also no means to be a nurturer. That's right. So this thing of traditional giving to the woman to be the nurturer, men need to recognize that you are a part of that process as well. So, so... That leads to the other thing that got mm-hmm. me drawn to Magab, mm-hmm. which is this Amazing Dads series. Yeah. If you have not seen Amazing Dads, go find it. <laughs> yes. Right? Go find it. Is it on YouTube? Not as yet. Unfortunately. Where are you going? And this is where good news come in. Hey, listen. <laughs> Anything. Yes. If I can get the series, yeah. we can put it on Good News Jamaica TV. Yeah, man. It, it, is, it, is, it is groundbreaking. It a lot is. of season two is expected to come up in time. So. Stop. Mm-hmm. Tell me about Amazing Dads. Well, what is it that you do in Amazing Dads? We highlight... For them that don't... We highlight fathers. What does that mean? I mean, we highlight fatherhood with different fathers from different social class. Okay. All walks of life in America. Right. So on season one, we had a barber, we had a taxi operator. 
with a man who was very rich mm. and made a transition to a different profession, um, went through a phase, now he's now a farmer. Um, we, 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 have, we have interviewed several persons to but highlight what, the common yeah, okay. things which has to do with fatherhood, that regardless of your circumstances, mm. that you have a responsibility to your child. We look at um, single fathers, we look at a father who use the term co-parenting because himself and the, mother, the child's mother is no longer together. And mm. um, we look at all of those and all the variables um, in order to highlight that this is happening in Jamaica and also to use it as a platform to encourage those fathers who are deadbeat dads, mm -hmm. um, you know, that you have no excuse. What has been the byproduct of Amazing Dads? In terms of the feedback? Yeah. Fabulous. I mean, the buy-in has been great. Yeah. Um, a lot of people have asked for it. We have mm -hmm. gone into communities and shown it. Mm -hmm. um, and we're waiting to bring it to the diaspora. Because one of the things also we want to look at, mm -hmm. a kind of preempting season two, but we want to look at the whole thing of fathering from abroad. Mm -hmm. Because one of the things that we recognize of a lot of barrel kids mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and migration has also played a part a big and I think what we sometimes people migrate for good reasons oh, sometimes man want to go away because he want to provide right but we're saying when you go away there's still some things you can do mm -hmm. still having a presence mm -hmm. which leads for example you're away uh, you can utilize technology mm -hmm. um, I remember growing up my mother had to travel for years She'd be missing for months and years. Mm -hmm. I never have FaceTime, I never have WhatsApp. Right, exactly. She used to say, boy, I call her a week from before. I said, go down so-and-so, mm -hmm. never call. Mm -hmm. I used to have just a telephone. No now technology is there and yeah. there are ways to do it. Mm -hmm. Same way we bring similar message in the prison with a program called Fathering Behind Bars. That even, <laughs> that even though you're incarcerated. Oh, stop. Point where it's true that they like that. I mean, come on, seriously. When we come back, we'll hear more about this fathering while in prison program that Mogava has put on. And I mean, how can you just throw that in? Anyway, when we come back, we'll get into that. You think we're going to really let him get away with that? Stay tuned. I like Good News Jamaica because it's positive and it's different from everything else. People should join Good News Jamaica because they because they they can they can get paid to do something good something that's true i would share good news jamaica with other people because i i want other people to know to know good things that jamaicans are doing all over jamaica hey, no, so, uh, okay mm -hmm. fathering behind bars yes that was birthed from a personal experience. Talk to me about that. Now, when I was, of course, I was born, I never come see my daddy. Okay. I hear about him. Okay. And I had a brother who was one year older than me, uh -huh. blacker than me, uh -huh. but we had the same last name. Uh -huh. Something just couldn't add up. When I, we found out that my father met my mother when, I think she was pregnant with him, mm. and the type of person he was. Um, he took on the responsibility that I needed to give this boy identity. So he gave him his last name, which is mm -hmm. Donna. Mm -hmm. um, when I turned four, his father would come every two years or whatever it is. And mm -hmm. he would bring some goodies. Mm -hmm. And I asked my mom, where is my father? And she said, they are foreign too. Mm -hmm. I mean, 
Back then, when you say father, they are far and they expect goodies. Mm -hmm. No goodies not come for me. Mm -hmm. So when I was about seven or eight, I asked a question again, and that's when she told me that he was in prison. Okay. And I couldn't understand it because bad people go to prison. Mm -hmm. Yet my mother never spoke ill about my father. Mm. My cousins, nobody who knew him, um, spoke anything negative. Mm -hmm. Until my sister went and visited him. Mm -hmm. um, and he would send a message to her. She was old at the time because it was said then that when you're under 13, you could not visit. Mm -hmm. When you're under 18, you could not visit. Mm -hmm. And so my older sister would go and he would send a message to them. No, I was embarrassed for a while until the Lord, growing up embarrassed um, until the Lord, after a while, spoke to my heart and I looked back because my father came out at 13. By the time he came out, while I never met him before, I kind of knew him because he would send a message. Mm -hmm. So he made it easier for the transition mm -hmm. in terms of the relationship. And after going and going and entering, teaching and doing other things and realizing there are a lot of boys whose fathers and girls whose fathers they're incarcerated. Mm -hmm. But these fathers believe that somehow they have failed mm -hmm. as opposed to I am failing mm -hmm. by not doing anything. Right. Right. And so I said, if my father, without, with, without any form of knowledge, just reached out to me through my sister, can you imagine if we go in, talk to the men who are incarcerated and let them understand that your role and responsibility is limited mm -hmm. because you're in a lot of space. Yeah, you still have, can have some impact. Mm -hmm. In fact, use your disadvantage to your advantage because you now can teach your son mm -hmm. not about what not yeah. to do. Yeah, man. And so we went in, um, we partnered with Lasco, and we went in and we did a training program, a 10-week training program. With, mm -hmm. We started off with 20 inmates, we ended up with 32. I had to cut it off because the men were just coming. Wow. And we did a 10-week training program, um, which, which, and we, we had a graduation mm -hmm. on November the 19th, 2015. November the 19th is International Men's Day. Mm -hmm. And we had the media coming. And it was an emotional um, time. It was a grand time as well because we pretty much fed the prison because mm -hmm. Lasco came in with the food. Each participant got a certificate, which for many is the first accomplishment they have mm -hmm. ever received. And mm -hmm. to know that I did this. Um, for my child, for myself, yes, mm -hmm. also for my child. Mm -hmm. um, it was a big deal. Each participant got flip-flops, mm -hmm. personal care items, and mm -hmm. these things are gold. Oh, you mean? If you're in that prison, by the yeah, way. Oh, you mean? Yeah, that's that. It was really a success. We had the success stories because of the program. Mm -hmm. uh, one inmate said, boy, you know, said, boy, the program impacted me so much. He was locked up for six or seven years, and mm -hmm. his daughter was graduating from high, mm -hmm. high school. She was graduating, and he said, you know what? I want to be there for my daughter. And he wrote and he requested that if he could be allowed to visit. Of course, he was allowed, but escorted. Mm, of course. But not in a way that it's obvious. Right, right. And when she saw him, her mouth dropped. Another one, a part of the program speak about the fact that even though you're locked up, your love can never be bound. You That's know? right. And so one man who has never told his son that he loved him, um, told his son that for the first time. Wow. And, you know, the connection... Um, that it, it, it created. And the feedback right now, we're looking to go into Tambourine Farm Prison mm. and we're also go, go to other prisons with the program as well um, because it's big. Well, let me just put this on camera right now. <laughs> yeah, you don't have to ask good news, Jamaica. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. We're dead. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Definitely. You understand? It's good news. We're there. It, it is very good news. good news. Listen, no, I'm serious. If any support that we can give, we're there. Yeah, man. Right? Yeah, my respect. Because that is a. Uh, 
something close to our heart. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Because we, I grew up in Washington, D.C., mm -hmm. where the majority of my friends and myself was, not without, was without a father. Mm -hmm. Whether they were dead or in jail, that, was a, that were the two options. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, we, the people I grew up with, there was no, your dad lived somewhere else and, you know, mm -hmm, he's, mm -hmm. no. Dead or in jail. Wow. You understand? I was the anomaly mm -hmm, because mm -hmm. my father knew my father. Mm -hmm. He lived in Jamaica, mm -hmm. and I, if I wanted, and they to, knew your father too. <laughs> well, <laughs> some of them, some, meaning no, some of them. Remember, it's Washington DC. Yeah, well, well, so there, there were a lot of Americans there, and thing. All the Jamaicans do who my dad was, mm -hmm. um, but you know, it was like that. And if they had access to their fathers who were in prison, yeah. It would have been a different story altogether. Yeah, and, and, and these men, the truth is, most of these men, these fathers who are incarcerated, yeah. they will be reintroduced to society. Yeah. So all we're simply saying is, you're in prison. First thing we talk about is the fact that you're not around your child. Mm -hmm. Whether you are free and whether you're innocent, whatever it is, right. you have a reason to apologize. That's right. Yeah. That's the first thing. Yeah. Don't get defensive about right. it. Right. And then now, start by using the medium of communication, whether it's a letter, mm. whether it's phone call, whether it's visitation, mm -hmm. so that if and when you are released, the, the, re, the reconnection would have started That's right. and the transition is easier. Huh. And, 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 and trust me, it, and, and just doing this, then I started to do research and I find that there are one and two other programs, especially overseas where people do it. Right, right. now, um, we're lining up to do a series of talks because we want to do a series of talks um, Hopefully in the diaspora to go and talk to the inmates. We might not get to run the entire program mm -hmm. But we can do some motion motivational talks. So listen, I know you feel that you're disappointed You feel disappointed and you let down your youth, but you're letting down your youth mm -hmm. You can do something about it. you can do some damage control. That's right. And so and so Start. Mm -hmm. Start the process. My father, when he came out, um, and he told me some stuff about prison. Just the fact that he didn't tell me, me no longer. No, it's, 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 it's logic. <laughs> I don't logic. want to be there. Yeah, yeah. And, 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 and I think it's a part of what we can use him to solve the wider crime problem. If we utilize more of our rehabilitated inmates, mm -hmm. um, um, to come and to have dialogue with someone in youth. Yeah, because mm -hmm. the truth is, I've never had a brush with a law outside a speeding ticket. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Now, when I go and talk to a youth about use of marijuana or certain risky behavior in terms of the gun or whatever it is, I mean, I'm not really listen. You might hear me, I say, mm -hmm. but take a brush off after a while. I've seen that live and direct. You know, it's not have the impact. Live and direct. I went to have a talk with some youngsters. Mm -hmm. And talk about gangsterism, and mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, at uh, the time there, uh, you'd get jumped in and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And I knew that what I had to say, mm -hmm. even though it would be the same as somebody else having to say, <laughs> would not have any impact. The so impact, I, so yeah. I called for my brethren, yeah, man, who had just come out. That's the way to do him it. standing there alone. Yeah, that's that alone, <laughs> brother. No, I'm serious because. Him look yeah, the yeah, part. Yeah, you understand? Yeah, yeah. And when when one kid started to act up, him take him straight on and say, I'm tell you something. Mm -hmm. Any you you call prisoner. Mm-hmm. Exactly. They, 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 we, we had a <laughs> and because of that relationship. Because of that relationship, um, 
we have an ongoing thing with the prison yeah. because of just that program. Yes, yes, yes. And it's surprising how the program started, you know. We had a thing called um, pop-up displays. Mm. So what we recognizing the whole issue of fatherhood and stuff like that being an issue. We went to certain towns and mm. in the morning, the peak hours, I would go across the stoplight with placards mm. about fatherhood and stuff. Mm. And in 2014, remember mm. I tell you that, that program took place November. Mm-hmm. They're about the 2015, 2014, mm-hmm. the Christmas 2014, and as a Christian, um, I remember the Lord saying to me, bring the pop-up display to Sting. So I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. it's all right. So I went to find Mr. Leng, I said, Mr. Leng, X and X, Mr. Leng said, all right, come, mm-hmm. get a boot, and we went. Um, I told him I needed some time on stage. Mm-hmm. At this time, go to the bus, yeah, 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 and yeah. thing, you know? And we went and said, all right, yeah, you're the first person to go on stage at Sting at 8. Well, we got nobody know the last thing at eight o'clock. Right, of course. So we said, well, we can't go up that time. Mm-hmm. So we ended up sting now the crowd. That thing is very boisterous mm-hmm. and stuff. And we went up about one a.m. Wow. We went on with our placards, mm-hmm. and we spoke about fatherhood. And then we said we needed a minute of silence for those who have been victims at the hands of their fathers. You could have dropped a pin. Mm-mm. No, in my mind that act. Would spread wide and mm. give it to the diaspora for them to get the message. The following week, the following week, the early January, I should say, mm. early in January, um, I was on a radio program because mm. I, I host a radio program called Peer, um, Parent to Parent. Mm-hmm. And somebody called in mm-hmm. and he was saying, boy, he would want to have more relationship with his child, more contact with his child, but he can't do to his situation. Mm-hmm. Anyway, he revealed that he was incarcerated mm-hmm. and he was allowed to call in through the commissioner of mm-hmm. corrections. Mm-hmm. Not the commissioner, the, the, the superintendent at the time. Mm-hmm. And the long and short of it is we ended up visiting. After getting to know them, I asked him, how did you hear about us, Mugava? Mm-hmm. He said, the first time he heard about us, it was through seeing us on stage at Sting. Don't ask me how he sees us, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but he saw mm-hmm, us. Mm-hmm. And he said, I had to get in touch with that group. Mm-hmm. I had to get to know them, and the rest is history. And so right now, we, met, we have met with the Commission of Corrections. We met with everybody who is in charge. And the, the correction services, the, 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 the facilities are open up to us to bring in our program. So we, we, we sponsor the, 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 the quiz program mm-hmm. and stuff like this. So yeah, we have ongoing relations. Yeah. All right. Now we've gone through some, uh, some, my favorite word is amazing. You will notice yeah. that. <laughs> I don't yes, 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 yes. But who's Jason Downer? Well, Jason is first and foremost a servant. You know. I, I, I like to tell people, as a pastor, I didn't pastor. I like to. Okay, so I'm just drop that one in there. Just yeah. very, very cool. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, what do you mean ordained pastor? You were pastor. Like used to pastor the church. <laughs> well, not really. It's too farty. Couple of years to farty. Oh, yes, sir. Yeah, man. But ordained pastor. But I think I've always had the call of God in my life from as, as young as I could remember. Part of youth fellowship, youth leader. Mm. Um, about 2021, wanted to become a pastor because I felt that calling. But I always sensed that the Lord. I said, no, man, there was more to it. Because mm. I grew up in a very conservative church. Mm. Until I went through Youth for Christ and then it broadened my horizon and thereafter, yeah, pastor church. But then the Lord said there was more to it. Mm-hmm. There's more to reach in the reached. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and so the appetite just opened up and then the whole thing of 
outreach, finding that niche, mm -hmm. target audience started. And then I realized that a lot of people, especially in Jamaica, when they think of pastor, they think it's somebody that they have to, they, they serve, right. as opposed to the pastor serving them. Right, right. And so the first thing I do when I introduce myself, some of my pastor friends have a problem with it, is that I'm Jason Downer. Mm -hmm. And they would say, no, I'm a pastor, I'm telling them that they're a pastor. And I said, I don't want to introduce myself that way first because people get defensive. Mm. I like to know people for who they are. Mm. Just like with me, where you see is where you get. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know? So, so I'm, 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 I'm first a servant. Mm -hmm. I love to help people. I love people. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a husband. Mm -hmm. My January coming will be 13 years. Wow, congrats. Uh, yeah, I have three children. Mm -hmm. Went from one to three. I don't know God do the match there, but hey, him know where my do. Ten, right? then, I get, then I get twins, boy and girl twins. I like it. Three-year-old twins. Um, I serve at Jamaica College, so I'm in charge of a part of the senior management there. Okay. In charge of boarding. Now the beautiful thing about Jamaica College is, it's the work of Mugava that caused me to be there. So mm. when they started a boarding facility, they wanted a family or somebody, mm. and when they interview process started, they said, boy, they want my wife as well. And so my wife works up there as well. So nice. we serve up there. And so I'm one of the few persons who, my 95 is also my ministry. So whatever it is that, I, it's, it's not just theory. Mm -hmm. So having studied theology and guidance and counseling, mm -hmm. you know, it's not just theory. Practically, mm -hmm. I live what I say. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I get to sharpen the skill set because I literally have to father up to 70 boys mm -hmm, at mm -hmm. any given time. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So. I get to sharpen the skill set, and it's not just what I learned in that book. So, do you find that your propensity is to boys? Yeah, because I I, I notice it. You know, I know because I've lived it mm -hmm. that boys need a lot of help. Yeah, man. Right. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. So, do you find whether it's Mugava or mm -hmm. you know, we don't talk about mm -hmm. Mugava now. Mm -hmm. We're talking about you now. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like you have you're drawn to bringing up and yeah. helping boys? And let me tell you. From us, and I look back, look behind me, or uh, in, in, in hindsight, mm -hmm. I see a trail. Mm -hmm. So I entered the teaching profession as a pre-trained teacher. Mm -hmm. And then I, at St. Aloysius Primary, then I left from there and I went to Emmanuel Christian Academy and started studying while there. But while there, I remember having a workshop called Growing Up Boys. I put on things like Mr. Downer's Drumming and Mentorship. Mm -hmm. You know, I've always had that thing, mm -hmm. but I didn't know at the time that I was on a path to this focus mm -hmm. um, as it relates to male. So I am what you call a, a male, teenage and adolescent male advocate. So I focus on males primarily. Okay. And I stay in my lane. I encourage and I talk to young ladies as well. Mm -hmm. But the focus is really male. That's my lane. I personally believe if you fix the men, the males in our society, <laughs> Women will follow. <laughs> it will. Yeah, it, it, it's like, always. Yeah, so that's where I'm at. That's where the, the calling is. Um, as a result of this calling, you know, you give up a role as assistant pastor. Still a pastor, still a reverend, but it's more in an outreach type. Um, and give me this energy of a preaching to people. Mm. Give me more little lives. Give me getting boys mm. from one point to another. Mm -hmm. And then releasing them to the world. Give me that any day. Any day. It's amazing. Yeah, man. So that's what the thing is. Because, you know, you hear pastors and their whole thing is they, they want to spread the word. They want to say the word to yeah, the congregation. Yeah. And 
But you're, you're, you're not that. You're no, saying, no, you're no. saying, give me the work. Yeah, give me the give work. Me, give me the hands. Let me get my hands dirty Dirty's so that when I plant these seeds, yeah, man. you can water them and see them grow. And, and already, and, and already, it's happening. You know. Um, you see, the thing about it too is with these boys, I have to be pastor, I have mm. to be father, I have to mm. be many things. Mm. It's a 24-hour day job, mm. um, our responsibility. And then with Mugava now, you know, it, it, it's also a part of what it is. So mm. I am wired for this. People ask, how oh, you do it? I mean, it's like, it's like, it's intrinsic, it's just a part of it. Mm. It's not work. You know, it's not work. It's not work, it's not work at it's all. Work. So, so I love it. I love the stress that it brings as well. Yeah, <laughs> you know? Of course, of course. But very importantly though is when you're working with the youth in this regard, you have to model. It's not about telling them, telling them. That's right. It's about modeling. And I too, when I started, I had to take a step back mm -hmm. and recognize that my approach is vital. So mm -hmm. the first thing I've learned is to always listen That's right. to the boy's story. Yeah. And recognize that there's a there's always the reaction, the, the behavior, there's mm -hmm. always a reason for it. Yeah. Could be good or bad, you know. Mm -hmm. But listen and be fair. Mm -hmm. Balance being firm. Uh, and, and, and being gentle at the same time. Mm -hmm. And I realized that's gone a far away. So with my boys, I hug them, I play with them, mm -hmm. we wrestle, mm -hmm. you know. They're used to that now. The first time they hear me say, I love you, you know, they say, well, yes, I saw your mother, you mm -hmm. love me. Right, I right. love you. That's right. The other day I spoke at a, a school, and I said to the boys, a school in Spanish now, and I said to the boys, uh, was talking about love, and I said, sir, what do you mean? I said, yeah, I'm a love man. Mm. So what do you mean you love man? You're curious that, sir. Mm. I said, hold on. I love my father, he's a dear man. Mm -hmm. My son, etc., etc., etc. I said, I love man. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to call society to allow me to change my way of That's thinking. Right. That's right. That. And so, Let's pause right there for yeah. a minute. Hello, my name is Daniel, and I love Good News Jamaica because it speaks news about, them, about Jamaicans. And and I and I think that the, that Good News Jamaica is going to do a good job of doing it, and and I hope that Good News Jamaica doesn't have any problems with anything. That's what I think about Good News Jamaica. So you were saying you don't want you're not going to allow society to no um, even this whole thing of. People are say two. Yeah. Oh no, say two. No, why not? My friend, as something we make can stand. Why not? So, so, so. And Manchester. Yeah. And Manchester. Yeah. No, 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 I ain't changing for nobody. I ain't changing exactly. for nobody. Exactly. Hello. <laughs> me like this man. <laughs> me like this man. <laughs> and so when our boys. You see, I'm in a very privileged position to impact boys. Yeah. I mean, when I get a boy at 11, because I have boys from as young as 11 yeah. to 18, 19. Yeah. And when I get a young man and I'm able to mold him, yeah. it's a beautiful thing. You know? it's, 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 it's to see him transform. It's like uh, a canvas. Yes, it's, man. It can create whatever. Yeah, it, it, it is. And then now, so I'm at a place now when I get a little first farmer. Mm. And the mother is like, you know, 
can I, can I call him every day? Can I so and so every day? And I, I can't tell her what exactly is going to happen mm. over the next year. Mm. And it unfolds just like that. I said, Mommy, at this point, you know, him going through transition in terms of puberty and high school and stuff, you're going to be getting the calls for the first couple of weeks. But thereafter, you're going to ask him why isn't he calling you. Right, exactly. You know, and I, I laid out those things. I know I have parents who are now past that stage. I said, why? Mr. Donna, you remember when X and X and X and X. One of the typical things I hear also from a lot of, especially single mothers, is, Mr. Donna, when you've been in a high school, when you've been in a primary school, you know, I was his best friend. But no, I don't know what happened. not talk to me. Well, what happened is puberty. Yes. What happened is you're no longer the main influencer in his life. And so one of the things we recognize is that because of the absence of fathers, what happens in many instances, when a child has reached puberty and his main influence is his peer, mm. and there is no daddy, um, it creates a problem. And mm. sometimes the mothers now try to call the father and say, come talk to your son and right. take him now. But the father has no moral authority at that point in time. Right, of course. And so it creates a lot of problems. So I bridge a lot of those gaps. Mm. It can become overwhelming at times because then the word spread. Yeah. You say, yeah, I don't know this or that. Yeah. So other schools call and other stuff. Mm. And so what I realized is that there are men of like mind. Mm -hmm. That what we need to do also is train these men. Mm -hmm. Because I've gotten other training in South. Well, I went to Columbia for a training for a program called The World Needs a Father, mm. where we come back and train other persons as it relates to some skill set and stuff. So one of the things we're trying to do now is to train others. Because mm -hmm. you can't be a father to everybody. Exactly. And that's a reality. And so it's one of the areas we encourage the church. I mean, everybody can't fight for a TV slapped. Mm -hmm. I mean, and it's expensive. So mm -hmm. we're saying, if you have that money, you see that that era of ministry is being serviced. We need a nice school. Devotion alone, not doing this thing and praying alone, good. But it alone, it's not working. Right. Our guidance counselors are overworked. Mm -hmm. um, the dean of disciplines, they have a lot of work. So if we can get skilled persons, persons who they have the passion, um, even missionaries mm -hmm. who have a skill set, we get them to go in. And for example, we have a program called School Fathers. That's another program in itself. <laughs> so, you know, but you have to have the personnel around you. Of course. You have to have a and, and the good thing about while. You can't say I'm the face of Mugaba with, with Courtney Morrison. Um, he co that's, the, that's the guy with yeah, the locks? Okay. Yeah. Uh -huh. um, there are other persons mm -hmm. um, who... That's why we're able to do so many things. Mm -hmm. And networking is key. Mm -hmm. Because it's not about trying to pop your collar and say, boy, look right. what I've accomplished. Right. The work is there to be done, but you don't want to reinvent the wheel. So we're, you have persons of like mind, um, etc. You get them on board and you get the word out. Yeah. But we love it, man. Well, it's, it definitely is obvious that you love it. <laughs> you no, know, with all of this thing, it, mm. it seems like you are 24 hours take over. So, yeah. I, what do you do for leisure? What do you do? I mean, all right, I'm going to tell you this. It's a delicate balance that you have to find. I haven't perfected it yet. Mm. Because one of the things that also came to me is that you can't try to save other people and lose your family. True. So, I have now learned when to shut off mm. certain things. Okay. Um, and I, because people around me know that I care and that I love them, mm. they know that when I shut off, I shut off. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And that, unless it's an absolute emergency. Mm -hmm. Also, I've learned to listen to my wife more. Mm. So, so, so. 
<laughs> yeah, <laughs> so I listened to her and, and you know she called in for more time. So we try to have little date nights. Beautiful. You know, so you, you see, a part of being a mentor is that I have to be mentored. Yeah. So I don't have a mentor. I yeah. have several mentors. Right, right. Because each mentor themselves have strengths and weaknesses. Mm -hmm. And so I surround myself with people too mm -hmm. who can rein me in. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Who say, listen, man, you're going too fast. Right. I said to my wife, tell him to go sit down. Right. So I have those people around me. It's very important because I'll keep going and going. And it, it helps that you're hyperactive. Yeah, yeah, right. So, so being hyperactive, I'm not easily tired like that. I mm. keep going and going. Mm -hmm. Which speaks to another point. That growing up on your hyper hyperactive, where you talk a lot, they're gonna say, Boy, if I enjoy your chat so much, or yes. you can't keep still. Yes. It's not my disadvantage, it's not my advantage. That's right, that's right. Because I can talk and put in space at any given time, I'm able to talk. Right. And because of the energy that I have, it helps with so many things that I do. You know, it's, it's interesting you, you brought that up because, you know, you have the whole um, opiates and the ADHD mm -hmm, and all mm -hmm, these things mm -hmm. that are, they're so easy to assign drugs to mm -hmm, a child that is hyperactive. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. How is it that you being at JC, I'm sure you see kids that you can't sit still. Oh, yes. can't sit still. Oh, yes. And it's an all-boys school. So, I mean, obviously they have to change their way of delivering yeah. uh, yeah, information. Yeah, yeah. How do you see that in the rest of Jamaica, though, when it comes to dealing with hyperactive children? Wow. I think, first of all, I think as parents we need to know our children, mm. our parenting level. Secondly, as it relates to the teachers, you see, unfortunately, it's a mixture in terms of some teachers see it as a passion, so they'll go an extra mile to understand the child. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Some will just see it and just say the child is rude or, mm -hmm. you know, and sometimes the truth of the matter is the child can't really help himself. Mm -hmm. Yeah, case in point, there was a boy I had who, every instruction I gave, he opposed it. I was defiant. I'm like, what is happening here? Mm -hmm. Long and short is he got psychologically evaluated. He had what is called ODD. Oppositional defiant disorder. There's a thing. I'm like, what is there's that? a thing. <laughs> so what? So in other words, if you tell him don't do it, he will no. do it. Yeah. If you tell, yes, yes. So then, then, if you want him to do the homework, you tell him don't do your homework, and he will do the homework. But the thing about it, though, he will know. He knows when you're using uh, reverse psychology, and ah. because he knows naturally that homework is expected. So I can't right. say don't do your homework. Right. Um, so those things he's fine with, but generally, other things, man, they have problems, man. Opposition, oppositional defiance disorder. Wow. I'm I've like, never heard of that before. Yeah, man, everything about him, now, you know. So when you put that on the screen, <laughs> there's going to be a definition. Yeah, man. So, 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 but, but being in this field, I have to work closely with teachers and parents and being a part of senior management at a school. And so, the dean of discipline have to work closely with them. So I get to see things, hear things, talk with the boys, because mm -hmm. sometimes the boys will talk to me about things that they wouldn't necessarily talk to the dean about right, and right, stuff right. like that. And, and the thing about it, I have to change hats too. Of course. So sometimes I have to be the disciplinarian, mm -hmm. sometimes I have to be the best friend, sometimes I have to be the chaplain and, mm -hmm. and stuff like that. My office or my space at times is like a melting pot. Mm. Um, parents too, they come and they, they share intimate details. I have to be there, I have to listen. So this is one of the reasons why too, I could no longer be an 
a pastor in terms of the traditional sense mm -hmm. because it took just all of my time mm -hmm. and I enjoy it more than actually sitting in a church and preaching to people. Now I still do a lot of speaking engagement. Uh -huh. I still have to do that and I still go to church as much as I can and bring the boys to church. Mm -hmm. But a lot of the times I have to bring the church to people mm -hmm. and, and that in itself takes a lot too. Do you find that you get a better response when you bring the church to people? Yeah, because you tear like to the audience um, in terms of not necessarily the message, but your method in delivery. No, but I mean the reception from them. Is it? Do you find that their reception is better when the church is brought to them? Yeah, man. Yeah, because experientially, we, rather. Yeah, than man. Yeah, because one one persons appreciate the fact that they take the time to come. You know? mm -hmm. Let me tell you that. And, and, and we have to know more than ever because the truth is, people not going to church as well they should. Yeah. I can't point to the exact um, site, but checks will reveal that in terms of data, there's a reduction in terms of church attendance. And it's not going to get any better because it's this thing called Flex Week mm -hmm. that's coming. Less people going to church. Mm -hmm. You know, the best you have does. So, mm -hmm. what do you do? In fact, what you find happening now, you have more home churches popping up. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, aside from the little things that were happening at church, a lot of church hurt and all of that, and people are more focused on the edifices, the big buildings, than mm -hmm. anything else, and people are turned off by that, mm -hmm. um, you find that people are just generally better in s small settings because it's more interactive, it's more relational. Mm -hmm. So, with my boys, um, we go to church like one time out of the month. Then we have in-house, and then we might get a visitor. Mm -hmm. But one of the things we try to do is we prep whoever is going to deliver. So listen, I don't want to speak over the head. Mm -hmm. You have to take a life story approach and fuse it with the gospel. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You understand? Mm -hmm. And talk to you them. Mm -hmm. I, for example, my boys have to talk. The thing, I have to talk to them about masturbation. I talk to them about porn. I talk to them about all these things. Mm -hmm. And talk to them not just about what is expected, but about my struggles. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And the youth, them sit down and listen. Mm -hmm. Because they normal. I never get that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I mean, when I, was, when I was in church, you did not tell somebody, they say, boy, you feel honey, if you mm -hmm. understand the term. Mm -hmm. or, or, you know, you did not tell us, you demon possessed. No, mm -hmm. it's not true. So what I tell my boys is that, listen, the fact that you feel that way it means that boy, you're wired real, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know? But guess what? There are certain things that you must do and certain things you must not do. Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. talk to them about that and stuff like that. And they appreciate it. Mm -hmm. It brought me to tears once when a boy came to me and said, Sir, thanks for taking the time to talk to me. I couldn't talk to them about this. It got me emotional because I never had nobody to talk to. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Sex was tabooed in church. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I get to deal with the youth them on a level, man, and it's, it's very wild in Virginia. It's very wild. How is, how, with, how is your life itself, and we'll we soon wrap up, but how, how is your life in itself impacting your own children? Well, one, I think, one, I have to give them their time. Mm -hmm. So I ensure that I do that. Mm -hmm. But I think how I relate to people, it's causing them to be more understanding. Mm -hmm. Also in terms of kindness, mm -hmm. they're more willing to share, mm -hmm. um, things like these. Um, but I'm also very, I would love my kids to grow up, and especially my son, and to carry on what I do. Mm -hmm. But I also have to understand that he has his own identity, yeah. etc., and mm -hmm. support them in that regard. Mm -hmm. You know, but I try to give them their time. Mm -hmm. Not only will I have them, but they're different age groups. I have the twin and I have the ninth, soon to be ten year old. Mm -hmm. And I recognize that I also have to give her her special time. Right. So there's a lot of time splitting. 
Um, it's a lot of work, mm. but thank God for hyperactivity. Praise God. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I want to leave on a on a um, funny note, mm -hmm. right? Um, tell me something from your childhood. I'm going to pick out something. Mm -hmm. This, I'm just going to take a chance, right? Mm -hmm. But tell me something from your childhood that was just absolutely crazy, like the scar over your eye. Uh, how you get that? How many guys scar you again? No, but you I must can, remember. You must you. remember that. I, man. I can tell you how I get this. Okay, tell me how you get that. Well, you know, say I was in a hockey tree. I was very young. <laughs> For some reason, I hung upside down like a rat bat. Then I was, you know, and I didn't just fall. Your bones? Well, because the bones, because the thing I fell on, there was no way to bounce. I fell on our oh, weights. Oh, good. <laughs> good. <laughs> That's good news. That's good. <laughs> so why? And it just... It split. It split. You want to remember that vividly? <laughs> but, but you don't remember this big old scar that's no, over here, bro. No, I don't remember this one, you know. I don't remember this And it, it go from here, so all the way over. I don't remember it. Maybe that's, that's how impactful it was. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's just, it's not remember, remember I broke my hand when I play rugby. Yeah. Rugby, at the time, I used the juice bottle, primary school. Yes, yes, yeah. of course, yes. I run and... A man see me that here and kick me out of here, I'm just land on the hand, you know? Yes, man. <laughs> and turn it into a kickstart. Yeah, that's yes, a flop. So, yeah, you know, but, you know, I'm, I'm not happy for them. Of course, of course. Yeah, because, you know, it, it taught me a lot. And um, it's, it's a part of life. That's right. So, like, when my son will fall down, you know, encourage me to fall down and cry, cry. Yeah. But my son, it's part of growing up. You yeah. have lots more of that to come. Z, Z, Z. <laughs> yeah, man. So we've talked. Thank you very much for meeting with us. Thanks for having me, Bridget. Yeah, it's good news. It is good news. <laughs> it is good news. <laughs> is good news. You are definitely an inspiration for us all. Yeah, we try to be good thanks. Keep up the good work, my brother. We just we just we just trying to serve. Well, you're doing well. You're it's doing it's well. It's you're it's you're it's you're one of the ones on the list. Peter Peter, no. Front of the line. <laughs> it's just yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, we try, we try, we try, we try. No, we but you're doing well, man. Give that. Big up, man. Big up. Respect. Go. There you have it, folks. Another wonderful reasoning with Mr. Jason Downer. Uh, co-founder of Mogava and a whole lot of other stuff. I mean, the man is just really cool, right? My favorite word? Amazing. Well, come back and take a, take a look at our other reasonings. And don't forget, spread the word on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Just look for Good News Jamaica. Spread the word, tell all your friends, and we will be back with our next reasoning.